It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here we are on the 10th day of January, 2020. It is a Friday. What did we do? We made it to the end of the week, man. The first full week, really, of 2020. Feels pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah. To make it through a five-day work week. Do you remember what that's like? I do now. Now you do. It's not over. I mean, something happened between now and 10. Uh, boy, you want to get dark? What do you think is going to happen? I don't know. It's, you know, there's always a chance. You always yell at me for not looking positive, and then here you are. Being a realist. Oh, now it's realism. Yeah. All right. All right. It's fair. Uh, I don't foresee anything terrible happening in here, uh, but of course, Big J, I am not a seer. I do not have any psychic powers. Uh, I cannot tell what's going to happen from one minute to the next, really. All I can control is what is in front of me, and sometimes even that's debatable. And so I will try to use those powers to guide you through your uh, morning on this Friday. Uh, Involved in it, we have ourselves uh, some prizes to give away, including some exclusive showcase tickets to give away, which is happening on the 18th. Can I stop everything right now? Sure. My world just exploded. What happened? Sylvester Stallone, 10 hours ago, posted a video of him, Al Pacino, and Guy Fieri. Well, that's like a lot of... And Jay Glazier, if you care about sports. Okay. That's a lot of stuff happening for me. What were they doing? I don't know. I can't listen to it. I'm talking, listen to you talk. They're just hanging around? I don't know. If guys making food for him or what? But but Guy guy and, and Sylvester's alone together? Oh, man. <laughs> the best day ever. Uh, yeah. I guess they're... Is, what is he filming? Sylvester Stallone is filming something. I don't, oh, yeah, it's a commercial for Facebook. Is that really what it is? He Yes. He's doing... They're, he's going to be a part of a big Facebook thing for the Super Bowl. Ooh. That's probably what they were doing then. I bet you that has oh, to be in. I don't know. They're probably... I mean, that makes sense, right? Sorry Gla- for interrupting the show okay. with my personal business. Glazier, uh, a sports guy, so that makes sense that he's involved in the Super Bowl stuff, right? Yeah, Al Pacino. And Glazier kind of looks like Guy Fieri, so... In a weird yeah, way. bald. I mean, bald. I mean, it, short, I'm not talking about in the face, the goatee. They could be brothers, is all I'm trying to say. One bald, one with crazy... Okay, continue on. I apologize. Uh, No, I don't even know what I was doing anymore. Uh, The point is, the show is happening, and we're going to do some important stuff starting now. It's the news. news. Important stuff. Launch newsfeed. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, you have two grown-ass adult daughters, but not too long ago, they were teenagers living under the roof of your house, right? Well, one's still a teenager. Correct. Uh, But, you know, no longer going to high school. Yes, that is correct. Uh, but back when they were in high school, did you used to have, like, uh, set bedtimes for the girls? Like, you had to be in bed by blank. I mean, yeah, yeah ideally, you know, kind of lights out by... Uh, I mean, I mean, this junior and senior year, it was a little later, but, you know, early on it was, you know, 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock? And uh, that's a good thing to have. Having some structure for teenagers is important when it comes to their sleep schedule. According to the University of Rochester, teens are not getting enough sleep here in the United States for a variety of reasons. They've got a simple solution to the issue, however. You need a consistent bedtime enforced by parents. Specifically when they're the ages 14 to 18. Uh, When people went to bed at a consistent time, they were found to sleep longer. Another interesting find, evening screen time and caffeine consumption did not significantly affect teen sleep duration. It all had to be with what time Lights Out was. Ronald Raj put together the study and he says that even though adolescents can start gaining self-sufficiency and independence around that age, they also still need sleep. 
and might prioritize that if they left it to their own devices. So you still got to be a parent sometimes, right, Big J? Oh, yeah. Lay down the law. I am the law! And now, because are they are uh, they are high school graduates, is it just chaos? They can do whatever they want? Uh, I mean... When it comes to bedtime, anyway. Yeah, as long as they don't make a lot of noise. Right. I mean, listen, one of them, the, the youngest, I mean, I don't think she goes to bed like till two or three. Like, is she sometimes up when you're getting up for work? It's happened a couple times where her light's been on. You say goodbye to her? No. I'm barely stumbling through the house trying to get out. Yeah, the less conversation you have with your family, the better, right? Hey, it's division playoff weekend here in the NFL. Two games tomorrow, two games Sunday. Early game, 2.30, Vikings-San Francisco on NBC. And then the Titans-Ravens is your nightcap on CBS. And then Sunday, Texans-Chiefs at 1. And then the Seattle Seahawks and the Green Bay Packers around 4.30 on Fox. Big J, do you want to give your predictions now and throughout the morning, or would you rather wait and tease it until 8 o'clock? Do you know who's going to win the four games? Oh, of question? course I do. Okay, yeah. fire away. I'm prog- all the home games. All, all the home teams. All the home teams? Nah, that's not true. <laughs> all right, do you want to actually tell me or no? Uh, well, yeah, we could go a little more in depth, but I think uh, yeah, I think that the home teams will win, but it's going to be close. Like, the, I wouldn't be surprised if the Titans win because uh, of the, their run game, but uh, you know, Baltimore is so tough. And the Niners, yeah, I mean, I'm pulling for them to win. I think that should be relatively – I mean, that's going to be a tough game because the, the teams are somewhat similar. Um, and then, of course, you've got the Seattle Green Bay. I'm going for Green Bay. Uh, is there any difference between your head and your heart? Like who you're actually rooting for, but who you think is going to win the game. Not in this case. No. Not today, sir. Not in any of those. There's a couple of them. Like, uh, I think San Francisco is going to win. Obviously, I would like them to eliminate the Vikings. That would be good. Uh, I also like the Ravens against the Titans. Uh, I'd, I'd like to think the Chiefs are going to win. I'd like to see the Houston Texans win. I'm a Bill O'Brien fan, actually. Yeah, before I get all crazy with the Chiefs, I, I be, you know, Andy Reid doesn't have the greatest playoff record. No, he did get to the championship game last year. Though. Yeah, um, so we'll see if he can uh, can pull it off. I mean, that team has looked good, but there are times when they also don't look good. So I think the Chiefs will win. I'll be rooting for the Texans, and I also think the Seahawks are going to win, but I'll be rooting for the Packers. So uh, it's going to be a uh, fun weekend, and we'll have the uh, the championship games for the AFC and NFC set by uh, around, uh, I guess, uh, it's going to happen around 8 o'clock on Sunday night. It'll so be a great weekend either way. to get ready. Uh, if you have seen the movie Hustler starring Jennifer Lopez, the real-life character that she portrays, Ramona, is suing for defamation of character. Uh, Samantha Barbash is suing STX, Gloria Sanchez Productions, and Lopez's production company uh, because of the movie Hustlers. It's based on a New York Magazine piece from 2015 called The Hustlers of Scores. Based on Barbash's experience working in clubs, Barbash calls the portrayal in the film grossly irresponsible and says it was fictionalized without her permission. She is seeking $40 million in damages because of the movie Hustlers. Have you seen this yet? No. No, me either. We talked about kicking it around to go check it out as part of the podcast last year, but we didn't end up getting it done. But uh, apparently the woman it's based on is not happy with her portrayal. I'm not sure what happens in that movie to make her look bad, but it's apparently out there. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J's Life Lesson on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And there's that old saying, try, try, try again, Nick. When when you first don't succeed, try again. And I'd like to think that uh, I would, uh, I, I live by that creed. And, and so 
I've started trying something that I said just never will work for me. Can you take a guess at what that might be? Uh, veganism. No. Uh, it's not a disease. Fixing your smoker. No. Shut up. Uh, I don't know what. Snapping. Snapping? Napping. Napping. Oh. <laughs> you said snapping. No, I was there's an S on the end of the previous word. I see. Nap you you're you're so, napping now. I'm trying I'm trying every now and then to take a nap. So yesterday, you know, we had the morning after the movies podcast we did. Yeah. Uh, 1917. That podcast will be up here in a little bit at xrock.com, but uh, I knew it was going to be, you know, I was going to get to to bed till 10:30 uh, or maybe even later. So I was like, "Ah, you know, I should probably take a nap." And uh, I took a nap. And it worked out. It did. It yeah. didn't ruin your your sleep. Yeah, it didn't ruin uh, ruin my life. Now, uh, how long was the nap? Day. Probably forty minutes or okay. so. Okay, okay. So, um, you know, in, in a couple times, and I thought maybe it was just because I was sick. Uh, in the last uh, a couple weeks, I had taken a nap here and there as well, and it seemed to seemed, seemed to work out okay. And you know, that's the thing is, uh, it never really, uh, for whatever reason, maybe I took too long of a nap. Um, but uh, I'm giving that a shot because, you know, a health uh, sleep health is really important and. Of course, uh, I'd like to try to be on my uh, my A game when I come in here, and you can't do that if you're sleeping. So, is it going to be like an everyday thing? Or are you going to play it by ear, or what? Yeah, I don't know if I can do it on a, on a maybe daily basis. I, some people swear by it. Um, there's a couple people down the hallway that, that live their life in the nap, and uh, I've never really understood how they could do that, but uh, maybe we'll see. We'll give it a shot and uh, try to increase the nap occurrences. I used to on the regular basis before I had children. I was I was a napper uh, because I I could never I could never be the guy that went to sleep at eight o'clock at night or nine o'clock at night, and I'm still not that guy. Uh, but with children, even when they were napping, sometimes I would be able to take a nap. But you know, once the oldest got to the point where there was no such thing as a nap, then. I just didn't nap, and so I haven't napped. Every once in a while, I'll catch myself like dozing off. But even sometimes when I get like a, like even a five-minute like brief nap, I almost feel refreshed a little bit. I'm a weirdo. Like I guess some of the nap experiences of I, I've had the best times I've been able to nap is when uh, it's you know afternoon and the TV's on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for whatever reason, that seems to work for me. And you know, I was watching I think Homestead Rescue. <laughs> what the hell's that? It's a show about homesteads being rescued. I mean, and, and I got into off? it. I'm like, I kind of want to watch the show now. Maybe it was like some sort of sleep trance that I was in. But you fell asleep during it. But I fell asleep, yeah. Okay. So you crashed out on like the couch or the chairs? Uh, no, I can't do the yeah, I can't do the couch. Oh, you were watching TV was, in bed? Yeah. Okay. And you, you fell asleep? Yeah. Got so uh, I'll keep that up and see how it goes. But, uh, you know, you want to keep trying. And I know I've kind of said, I, I use the word never. And it's almost uh, now I use it. <laughs> the word is, is uh, it's I don't know what the right proper terminology. Uh, I, I just know that there's going to be some sort of comedic moment from it. So I use the word more and more now uh, just for that purpose. But uh, whenever I use that word, it almost means the opposite. Yes, it is inevitable that at some point you will, in fact, become a fan of whatever it is that you're talking about. Uh, at least in, in recent history, anyway. Whenever you say, I'll never do something, you give it about yeah, six I to eight months I to think a year. The, it, was the, uh, it was Twitter, I think, was the, the, the first well, crack. No, first this. was Facebook, then it was Twitter. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and now we have, we, we have napping. Yeah, that's why I, I left TikTok off uh, that <laughs> list, because I knew that, that would probably happen. And you're already tiktok TikTok. M- morning Mr. after Wick. with Nick and Big J. There's your life lesson, courtesy of Big J. Newsfeed. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. 
Some pretty big changes revolving around Boise State Broncos football. Have you heard the news? Yeah, yeah, very significant. Uh, If you have been one of the people out there that are sick and tired of the 6.40 p.m. kickoff times uh, at Albertson Stadium the last few years, uh, good news. They're not going to be there anymore. 6.40 Eastern time? I mean 8.40, I should say. 8.40 (laughs) Eastern. Uh, It's not going to happen there anymore. It's just not the way it works. Because uh, there's a lot of football fans that didn't like it, and now the Boise State Broncos, specifically the Mount West Conference, has signed a brand new media rights deal with CBS Sports and Fox Sports that is worth a combined $270 million. The agreements include both football and men's basketball. The deals begin in 2021 and will run through 25-26. And basically what they have agreed is that uh, there will be no kickoffs later than 8 p.m. Uh, for any Mountain West football game. So the latest a Broncos game can start now is 8 o'clock, which, you know, cuts about 40 minutes off the time. You'll be able to get home at around 11.30 as opposed to midnight, uh, maybe if you're going to the games. And that also means that there will be no more Boise State football games televised on ESPN. It's it's fun to watch because uh, here you have uh, fans complaining constantly about how, oh, the the, the kickoffs are so late. And now I already see a bunch of probably the same fans complaining about how there's no ESPN games now. Right. It's like one or the other. But the big big thing here is the amount of money that BSU is getting every year has tripled. Yeah, it's it's a lot of money coming into the school. It's a different... Uh, frame and, and now we'll, we'll go back to just complaining about the ticket prices as opposed to the kickoff times. Although I'm sure there's still going to be plenty of 8 p.m. kickoffs. Uh, it's just going to be on a different channel now. Uh, and it, who knows what that means for eyeballs and ratings and all that kind of stuff. I'm not sure. But uh, ESPN, certainly, whether you liked or disliked the late kickoffs, you can't deny the exposure that the team got on ESPN, right? Sure, yeah. I mean, ESPN is the number one sports you know, network. We'll see how it goes but, with CBS and Fox. But, they've, you know, Broncos games have been on CBS Sports for a while, too. Yeah, and the complaint there, though, is that they're not as accessible as you have in ESPN. You know, you go to the app and boom, the games are there if you are a subscriber or, or what have you. Uh, CBS has been not that great when it comes to streaming their games. But in the marketplace and the way it is now, they are going to have to change that, not just because of this Mountain West deal, but in general, to make their games more accessible. You can't do it on other, ne- you know, uh, through an app or something, a lot of live games. They don't have a lot of that, but they need to fix that. We'll see if they do. That is a, that is a CBS problem, my friend. Yeah. It is divisional playoff weekend in the NFL. We're going to go game by game. Big J, Saturday, the first game on the docket. Minnesota Vikings at the San Francisco 49ers. Who do you like? The Niners. I'll take the Niners as well. Uh, although I see a lot of experts picking the Vikings, Big J. It's very interesting to me. And then the nightcap on Saturday night on CBS is the Titans at the Ravens, the number one seeds in action on uh, Saturday. Do you like the Ravens or the Titans? Yeah, it's tough to pick against the Ravens, man. (laughs) Yeah, they look uh, really, really good. And then Sunday, the early game is Texans at the Chiefs. Who are you picking? Chiefs. I agree. And then uh, Sunday night, you got Seahawks at the Packers. Who do you like, sir? Packers, easily. And I'll take the Seahawks in this one. So we'll see what ends up happening. It should be a good weekend full of football. Uh, I mean, it's got a lot to live up to after Wild Card Weekend, man. There were some pretty impressive games 
happening last weekend, and we'll see. I'm not sure if they're all going to be as close or as many overtime games as we had last weekend, but it should be some good football. I, I think there's going to be a couple blowouts here this weekend. Probably right. Uh, Joel Embiid is going to undergo surgery today. He's got a torn ligament in his finger on his left hand. He hurt his finger in Monday night's win over the Thunder. Uh, it was a rough-looking injury. His finger went over his pinky so far that it looked like he had his fingers crossed. Big Jay, it was pretty gross. The 25-year-old hasn't played more than 64 games in the last three seasons. He'll miss some time because of this finger surgery as well. And uh, I tell you what, it took a while for us to get some Tool music in the can and out and released, but uh, I think we can all agree, I don't think it's Maynard James Keenan is the problem when it comes to that stuff, because every other act he's in is pumping out music left, right, and center. And his other band, Pussifer, has nearly finished recording his fourth full-length studio album. Eleven songs completed, one more to go. Disc is not slated to arrive until 2021, but the group has been in and out of the studio for the past few months, working around Maynard's schedule with Tool as well as his winemaking business. And although he writes or co-writes songs for Tool, uh, Pussifer and A Perfect Circle, Maynard told us a while back that he he never really writes anything with a specific act in mind. It could be the exact same rhythm or exact same melody. It's just going to end up being what it's going to be no matter where it lands. It's going to be different just because it's going to be a different set of people interpreting it. So it doesn't really matter. No no things are designated one way or the other. It's just whatever ends up coming up in the conversations with those uh, musicians is what it ends up being. Maynard is continuing to tour with Tool at the moment with the band kicking off a new round of dates this Friday in San Diego. Tool released his first studio album in 13 years, Fear Inoculum, at the end of last August. So now they're capitalizing on that with some touring runs. Maybe you're going to take a road trip to enjoy some tool. I don't blame you. On 100.3, the X rocks. Big J, we are going to Florida for today's We're Going to Hell story. Shocked. I'm shocked. It is the story of Jane Wilson. Jane Wilson is 55 years old, and she lives in Florida near the beach. She has retired to Florida, which is fine. I mean, listen, I could list you 900 places I'd rather be than Florida, but it's up to her. It's her life. Florida. Let her do what she wants to do. And I don't know if this is such a thing anymore, but you remember back in the day, it was a standard trope of like 80s comedies that took place on a beach. There's always the person on the beach with the metal detector. You understand? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, stuff <laughs> stuff washes up on the beach all the time. Right, right. Because of the tights. And, you know, Jane's retired. She lives on the beach, and that's one of her hobbies. She enjoys to go out, going out there with, uh, with a metal detector and trying to find some lost treasures in the sand of the beach. And uh, she found what she thought was an old plate lying on the beach. Oh, God, no. And so she was like, sweet, awesome. I know what I'll do. It's just covered in barnacle and it's all rusted and stuff. And so she was just like, you know what? I I, want to make sure that it's really cool. Uh, I like to collect sea glass. I like to collect seashells and beds. and, And something just caught her eye. And it was lying on top of the sand. It looked like a plate, maybe lost long ago off some sort of Spanish ship, right? Yeah. So she took it home, and for the last couple of months, Spanish galleon. She started chipping away at the shells of the barnacle. I mean, she was taking a chisel and just knocking this thing around, uh, trying to get it good. She even stored it in a lunchbox cooler filled with water to help take away some of the rust of the the, uh, barnacles. Then on Tuesday, there was a post on a community webpage about a man who had found a landmine. Wilson, fr- a friend, sent only, it over to her. I was guessing. I'm sorry. And Jane said, is, is that the thing you have in the cooler on your living room floor? And that's when Wilson realized that she, had st- that she had stored that at home. For the past nine months, she'd been chipping away with a chisel at a damn landmine, Big J. 
So she called the Indian River Shores police, who told her to evacuate her home as quickly as possible. Wait, ma- ma'am, you've been banging on it? Yeah, uh, you're okay. Uh, you've been you're hitting me with right. a chisel? They notified a nearby Air Force base to come by and pick up the mine. Wilson, though, reasoned that it hadn't gone off in the last few months, so it probably wasn't going to go off now. Instead, she brought it to her client's house and decided to leave it outside for the authorities. So she ignored the directions of the police and the Air Force, and she's like, she didn't pull the big J. She's like, listen, I've been chipping away at this thing with a chisel. It's fine. I'll take it over to my client's house and leave it outside. The Indian River Shores police captain (laughs) told uh, the Palm Beach Register that similar finds occur, occur, quote, all the time in the area. And he said, listen, you got to be extremely careful. You never know. So we have to treat it as alive and able to explode at every second landmine because you don't want to be wrong about that kind of stuff. Right. And everybody else should as well. So it was a reminder that if you're a beachcomber, somebody that goes around the beach looking for valuable things, you never know what you might find. And what you think is a plate could very well be a very old and rusted over explosive. So please, please, please be careful because you don't want to end up exploded. Correct? Yeah. Now those barnacles are real tough. They are. I've never had to chip away at a barnacle, but I can't imagine it would be any fun. I've also never tried to chisel away at a rusted overlay. How does that wind up in a Florida beach? It's a really good question, and why it happens all the time is another thing that popped up into my head. Like, what kind of thing happened? Uh, I mean, it wasn't like she was on the beach of Normandy. I mean, it was the uh, beach yeah, in, in this Florida. Nam. I mean, it, it's weird that that would happen. But apparently it does, and on the regular, which is very concerning. Very concerning. Don't go to Florida. It's a great, great, great motto. Morning After with Nick and Big J, we won't. We'll be uh, telling you about why maybe you should be going to the theater with a quick review of 1917. That's coming up next on the X-Rock. Lincoln Park and crawling here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X Rocks. Told you yesterday we're bringing back the morning after the movies podcast for 2020. This time around presented by uh, Cinemark Majestic Theaters, which is right there in Meridian off of Overland. It's a uh, beautiful theater they're doing complete reconstruction in. Uh, they've got the brand new luxury loungers in there with heated seats oh, man, and so power good. recliners. It's beautiful and gorgeous and awesome. And yesterday we had a chance to check out the brand new movie the one that's kind of winning some awards and shocked some people at the golden globes i'm sure it's going to be nominated for some oscars as well it's uh it's called 1917 the full podcast is going to be up unless it is already big j at xrock.com no still working on it'll be uh probably at the end of the hour okay so it'll be up before the end of the show there at uh at xrock.com you can check out the full podcast for 1917 uh but again it's kind of broken up into two parts we we get into the the movie whether or not you should see it non-spoiler related at the beginning of the podcast and then the second part of the podcast is for once you've actually partaken in the movie and seen it and want to hear about the spoiler section of the movie where we get into specifics and all that kind of stuff. But without getting into spoilers, Big J, how was the film? Uh, I thought it was really, really good. It's a it's a unique look, I think, that you get that you don't always get from uh, what you would consider a wartime movie. And so uh, it's an in-depth look about the humanity, I think, of war and how awful it is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly got all, all those themes attached to it. Uh, on top of that, it's also 
beautiful and it's gorgeous and it's really well done just from a filmmaking and technical aspect uh just some of the camera angles that are used and the way that they go about doing it is is pretty insane and so there's a reason why it's being uh, nominated and talked about in in best picture category and best director category because they do some pretty unique cinematography things in here Mm -hmm. and things that you haven't seen in movies whether it's about war or anything that, that just give you some really unique camera angles and really unique perspective. You know, uh, it's it's pretty impressive how they, they go about making this movie in the way that it looks. And so seeing it on the biggest screen you possibly can see it on is probably something that is recommended to you. And and seeing it in a great theater and the, the new theaters they have at the Majestic certainly qualifies for that. I mean, it enhances the movie-going experience, yes? Uh, absolutely, without a doubt. But Sam Mendes is the man behind this. He lasts last couple of times around. He's been spending his time making some James Bond movies, and he's also been an Academy Award-winning director before. He is the gentleman that uh, his first movie that he ever directed was American Beauty, which uh, doesn't hold up as much now as it did back in 1999. That's not his fault. Not his fault (laughs) when it came out in 1999. Uh, But he won an Oscar before for this, and he certainly is a very talented filmmaker. And it seems like it's a pretty personal story for him as he helped write the movie as well. Yeah, and uh, you know, at the end of the movie, uh, uh, this is—I I don't think this is uh, spoiling anything. Uh, It—we're uh, we're guessing, we don't know for sure, but uh, his grandfather may have served in World War One, uh, and uh, you know, we share stories with him, and, and that was maybe the inspiration for the movie. Yeah, for sure. It's—it's uh, it's really good. You know, there's a reason why it's winning some of the awards, and it just looks gorgeous. So, if you get a chance, check out 1917. Do not think you will be sorry doing that. And make sure you check out the Morning After the Movies podcast as well. That's going to be up at xrock.com. The past three seasons of the episodes are up at xrock.com as well, so you can go through and check out and listen to and past episodes. We had a great uh, perspective, too, uh, from our guest uh, with, with the, the podcast last night, Steve Exine from Ride for 22. Exactly. A so a veteran and uh, just kind of an interesting uh, take on uh, the whole thing. Check it out for yourself. Listen to the podcast. It's all going to be up at xrock.com, and then go check out 1917 at a theater near you on the morning after with nick and big j big j everywhere you look if you go someplace to eat they've got some sort of plant-based option agree or disagree oh yeah impossible things are popping up left right and center it's getting more and more prevalent but is it enough to get more people to try it and become vegan well, I don't think you have to be vegan to try it and or even vegan to order it on a regular basis. Sure, but I believe the object of it is supposed to make you think that, you know what, I can be vegan. This is something that we can do. It's a lifestyle that I can adapt to. It's not as bad as I thought, right? Well, I mean, it's debatable. Oh, no, it's not. It, it no, fully it is. 100% is not working. Uh, according to researchers, uh, they polled and found that 50% of people out there believe from the bottom of their heart that following a vegan diet is healthier than the diet they currently have. And 70% say the diet is certainly more ethical and sustainable than the one that they currently are doing. But still, of those people, 94% said that vegan food is not something they would ever do on a regular basis. Most said the vegan diet is, quote, tasteless, too expensive, and very inconvenient. And these are the reasons why they decide that they are never going to go vegan. It is difficult. It is, from somebody who's done it a couple times, it is extremely difficult 
Um, and it, there, there's plenty of flavor and stuff there. It's just, I mean, it's a lot of work to get to it. Yeah, I mean, uh, especially if you want to prepare full-on meals, right? I mean, anybody oh, yeah. can snack on an apple and stuff as you go on, but <laughs> right, it's right. the There's... actual meal preparation that goes into this kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a it's a long. I mean, eating healthy in general is a lot of work. Yeah, and it still is very expensive. Yeah, I mean, it really is. I mean, the the you it's very difficult to outdo the convenience and, and the cost effectiveness of just stopping someplace or getting something that's ready and good to go and it doesn't matter what's in it. And it's all in, in your motivation of why you're doing it. There are different reasons. If it's the um, because of the you know the way uh, animals are treated, the ethical treatment part of that sort of thing, that's a whole other animal. That's another level of veganism that is difficult to sustain because animal products are used in so many different things. That's right. a tough, tough thing to do. Sure. And and at the end of the day, it still goes to show you how, you know, dug in and set in we are in our ways sometimes, you know, and how difficult it is to overcome whatever expectations or perceptions that we have about a particular thing. Sure. You know, I mean, if it if it's in your mind that a vegan diet is tasteless, regardless of what things taste like, it's probably going to be difficult for you to change that way. You know what I mean? Especially if you're a grown ass adult. That it's so much more difficult for adults to change their mind than anybody else. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty stubborn. Yep, we can be for sure. Uh, but if that's something that you want to do, good luck. Keep on doing it, man. Russell Westbrook made his return to Oklahoma City yesterday, and the actual crowd greeted him with cheers, gave him a standing ovation twice last night. As the franchise's all-time leading scorer returned for the first time since being traded to the Rockets, Oklahoma City won 113-92, but he did say that he had great memories, great people after the game, and he did feel like he was home. So they treated him with respect and nice. Uh, Because, you know, the other side of it is, I think the side of that coin was Russell Westbrook never demanded a trade out of Oklahoma City. They just decided it was time for him to move on or time to move on from him. And so they shipped him out. So that probably helped things a little bit. But there's no bad blood there, which is good. It is divisional playoff weekend in the NFL. Vikings 49ers first tomorrow afternoon at uh, 2.30. Then the Titans and the Ravens at 6 on CBS. Sunday brings us the Texans, the Chiefs, the early game at 1. And then the Seahawks and the Packers at around 4.35 o'clock on Fox. To wrap up the weekend, we'll know what the AFC and NFC Championship looks like by the time Sunday night hits. If you are a fan of American Horror Story on FX, good news for you. Ryan Murphy has given the green light from FX for three more opportunities to give us an American Horror Story. Season 10 was already ordered, so this brings the show up to at least season 13. Many were concerned about the future of the show after Murphy signed a deal for exclusivity with Netflix where he currently has The Prom, The Politician, and Boys in the Band in development. The Politician's already up on the streaming service season number one is anyway, but he does also have a deal with FX, so it's coming back. So if you like that show, don't worry, it's not going anywhere. Pop Culture Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and we'll get you hooked up with some tickets here. Exclusive showcase number five. It's happening January 18th at the Knitting Factory. And uh, coming into town, we've got uh, We Were Giants, Nixon Rodeo. It's been a while since they've been here. They're from Spokane. Uh, then we've got uh, our friends in Christus and Forsythia. 208 287 1003. 
is the number that you need to call if you would like to play a little thing we like to call Pop Culture Smackdown. You must defeat me in the process of doing this. It's been very easy this week to do so, so it could be some you're gonna easy... get. I think you're going to get two questions right. All right, we'll see if you're right or wrong. I'm not feeling very confident today, but we'll see. Hello, the X. Oh, that ain't going to work. Let's see. If you don't get the first question right, it's going to be embarrassing. Hello, the X. What's up? Good morning, man. What's your name? Jordan. All right, Jordan. Good luck. This Aquaman star attended the Golden Globe Awards dressed in just a tank top. I mean, he had pants on, too. <laughs> oh, thank God. Uh, Jason Momoa. There right. you go. That's correct. Nick, Lincoln Park's debut album went platinum just nine weeks after its release. What was it called? Uh, it was called Hybrid Theory. Oh, thank God. You got right. that right. Thank God. Uh, all right, Jordan. Kurtwood Smith played the patriarch of the Foreman family in that 70s show whose catchphrase was dumbass. What was the character's name? Uh, who was calling dumbass? Uh, Eric Foreman. Well, but what was his dad? What was the dad's name? Oh, Red. There you right. go, Red. You 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 get extra bonus points for knowing everything there. Nick Rage Against the Machine recently announced as the headliner for Coachella 2020. How many times has Rage played Coachella? Are we including this one or just how many uh, times in the past? Yeah, we'll include this time. Uh, three total. Okay, three total. Good, right. you're reading our prep. That's excellent. Uh, Jordan, this former heavyweight champion struck gold with an electric grill. Mm, say that again? This former heavyweight champion, heavyweight boxing champion, struck gold with an electric grill. George Foreman. Right. Yeah, there you go. Nick, in the movie Castaway, how long was Tom Hanks stuck on that island? Oh, man. Uh, just round it up to a month? Is that what we're doing, or what? It was... Uh, it w- well, yeah, sure. Okay. I'll say 16 months. No, it's four years. Four years? Wrong. Four years. So that's a lot more than 16 months by my math. And I'm four bad at math. Four years? Yeah. That's crazy. It's 48 months for the record. Uh, congratulations, man. You got tickets to the exclusive showcase number five. Hang on one second. Uh, you'll be good to go. I remember, I remember that Tom Hanks worked for FedEx. I remember Helen Hunt. I remember uh, I remember Bakersfield, and I remember Wilson. Wilson. That's these are the things that Where's I remember. Where's Wilson volleyball? Oh no, I, that got auctioned off in one of our auctions because oh. it was signed. Morning after. With I wish I could have that back. Nick and Big J. We have the Wilson drumhead over there though, right there. Uh, we have a little bit of headlines. They are coming up next in the X Rock. It's time for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Come on, guy. That's red hot, and not how that works. That's red hot. New Mexico State University is preparing to host the world's largest conference dedicated specifically to chili peppers, dude. Oh, man. The 2020 New Mexico Chili Conference will run February 3rd through 4th at the Las Cruces Convention Center. The university's Chili Pepper Institute has been organizing the annual conference for about three decades. Chili has long been one of New Mexico's signature crops. It's the state's vegetable, and it's the basis for the official state question, red or green. Big J, which do you prefer? Uh, I like them both. Mm. Sorry, Cop- man. It's a cop-out. Conference not draws Christmas, experts baby. in breeding, processing, pest control, and sustainable ways to give growers a competitive advantage. There will also be discussions about the state's chili certification program, how to add value to your harvest. Organizers are also inviting students to present their pepper-related research during the two-day gathering. Do you have any pepper-related research you'd like to add? 
No. All right. Research. Yeah, like any recipes or stuff that you would like prefer. Uh, I don't. I'm not going to share those. Oh, it's keep them to myself. Not very nice. You mean you try to get my Texas chili recipe? Is that what you're trying to do? Uh, I'm not interested. In that. Come on, guy, or not how that works. Not how that works. In case you weren't aware, crack is always illegal. Do you understand? Yeah. Police in Fort Pierce, Florida, say they pulled over a woman back in December for a traffic violation and noticed, man, the car sure smells like marijuana. Woman said she had a medical marijuana card and then that she did have pot inside the vehicle. The police searched her vehicle uh, while she didn't have the card on her. They did find that she did have a card registered to her and said that they'd find her medical... Uh, marijuana inside of a hooded sweatshirt in the car, but when police shook it, they found a glass crack pipe as well. It fell out. Police then found a container filled with rocks of crack cocaine. The unidentified woman said she thought it was okay for her to smoke that because she had a medical marijuana card as well. The police were like, nope. That's that's not how medical marijuana cards work. It's not just a free card to do whatever drugs you want to do. It's not how that works. Also, how dare you not listen to Lawrence Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> Crack is whack. And she was arrested on cocaine possession charges and is facing some serious time in jail. Yeah, we don't have a medical crack card yet, guys. Uh, I'm not sure that's coming. And uh, I, I would not I hold my breath. I, I don't know if I want to meet the people that are really vying for that. <laughs> that's a whole other movement. I'm not sure I want to attach myself to. Wrap it up with, come on, guy. A food driver became lost in a wooded area in New Jersey for five hours while trying to deliver food. First responders in Ocean Township were called to the area Wednesday evening after the man called 911. Officers said the food delivery employee had just left the local establishment and was on his way to make a delivery to a residence, uh, which is way set back from Wells Mills Road. The man parked his vehicle along the road and proceeded to walk down a dirt trail leading to the home. Firefighters, police, and search and rescue teams had to search several miles of the heavily wooded area before being able to locate the victim five hours after he went missing. Police said the uh, victim was located several miles from his vehicle and just got turned around, I guess. That's weird, man. Right? Yeah. Getting lost in the woods for five First of all, did the guy ever get his food? Did he deliver the food and then get lost on the way back? Or was he just lost, just wandering out, meandering around in a trail? And I, I guess it couldn't be that bad if you got a cell signal, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he was able to call 911, so shouldn't you be able to have, like, GPS on that thing and figure out where the hell you are? I don't know, dude. Seems weird. But I'm glad he's okay. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. We got bad impressions and more on the way. Volby, Neil Fallon there from Clutch as well. The song is called Die to Live. It is on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here on 100.3, the X rocks. We spent some time in Ohio, Big J, have we not? Oh yeah. Over the last 13 years, we would uh, we spent a good decade plus traveling to Ohio once a year and spending a good amount of time in that place. So we're familiar with it, and Ohio has got some sports fans in it. And as of right oh, yeah. now, it's it's a pretty dark place sports wise. I mean, Ohio State's you know pretty good. They made the playoff run, but then got taken out. So they haven't had a championship in a while. Uh, Since LeBron James left Cleveland again, it's been disastrous. The Browns are underperforming and bad. The Cincinnati Bengals are the worst team in the NFL. And so there's not a lot of bright spots happening in the world of Ohio sports teams. Agree or disagree? Yeah, yeah. When you put it that way, he laid out like that. Which is why there's been a petition put forth by those teams 
or fans of those teams, I should say. I don't think the teams are involved in it at all. Uh, for fans of Ohio sports teams to qualify for a medical marijuana prescription. Uh, they're calling them being fans of teams like the Cleveland Browns and Cincinnati Bengals as a medical, quote, condition. And they're hoping the State Medical Board of Ohio approves its inclusion on the eligible list. Uh, the board's medical marijuana panel will meet February 12th to discuss more than two dozen disorders, symptoms, diseases, and apparently the hapless luck of being a fan uh, for these professional football teams as maybe a qualifier for a medical marijuana card. All were submitted via petition as possible entries to get a thumbs up for a prescription. Now, why would it be that? Uh, as CBS Sports put it, for the past quarter century, fans of Bengals and Browns teams have been suffering through one giant nightmare that perhaps deserves medical intervention. The two teams have combined for exactly zero playoff wins since the year 1995, and things have really only gone downhill since then. The board's POC committee will sit through all available medical and scientific evidence before uh, winding things down to the list and handing in its recommendations for the full board, which is set to vote on some suggested additions sometime over the summer. Big J, what does your gut say? Will be being a Brown and Bengals fan be good enough for a medical marijuana card in Ohio? I would say it should be. <laughs> but will it be? Probably not. No, I don't think so either. Uh, I think they will feel like that will uh, demean and minimize the actual process it's used for. But it is fun to think about for a second. And if anything, I mean, hell, I'm sure these, these teams have driven plenty of people to drink, right? Oh, yeah. And so... Literally, like uh, the Cleveland Browns, you know, they, they, they went for a while without having to win, and it, Bud Light got involved. And yeah, That's right. They had the, the, the fridge that unlocked the second they got their first right. win for free beer. So, yes, it's true. They have tapped into that resource before. So maybe, just maybe, it's it, it might happen. It depends on how many, I guess, Browns and Bengals fans are on that board, I would guess. Right? Right. Oh, yeah, listen, I totally see where they're coming from. I would not hold my breath, however. But it would be interesting try. if it did happen. Morning After with Nick and Big J coming up in a few short minutes. Your bad impressions. In fact, they're next on the X-Rock. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, we got some tickets for you. Tickets to exclusive showcase number five, people. It's a 25th anniversary concert series show, and it's happening at the Dating Factory January 18th. We Were Giants, Nixon Rodeo, Crisis, and Forsythia all happening. We want you to be a part of it. you got to figure out bad impressions to get in there. All right. The number is as follows. 208-287-1003. Big J has prepared clues that revolve around somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less assigned to you, then you are going to a show, which probably feels pretty good. Let's go to the phones. Good morning, morning. VX. Good morning. Hello, sir. What's your name, please? Matt. All right, Matt. Good luck to you. Yo, Adrian. Yes, you're still on. There you go. Man, make it easy. One and done. Good job, man. Those exclusive showcase God. tickets are coming your way. Clue two and three for fun? Uh, clue two was uh, my my movie did not make the top five lists of movies for the morning after. It's true. And, well, uh, Randy kind of had it in the tie. Yeah, which yeah. I was like, you go to hell. <laughs> Although it. it didn't even make yours. No, because it wasn't that great. <laughs> I know, but I think didn't the last Rambo make it even though it wasn't But the last movie? Rambo movie was great, gotcha. so you go to hell. Okay. And uh, Clue 3? I don't know. Oh, you didn't well, have I it? Got, I would have got around to it. Uh, and, and why is Sylvester Stallone in the news? A couple multiple reasons. This morning I interrupted your, uh, your ongoing uh, introduction for the show because I saw a video that Stallone had posted on his uh, Twitter. 
did so. Uh, we he, he did it on all his social media platforms. Nick of him, Al Pacino, who you say looks real rough. I say just woke up from a nap. I mean, it's uh, rough. Jay Glazier and and Guy Fieri, and, uh, and and your your point is uh, why is everybody mispronounced Guy Fieri's name wrong? And and I even did it this morning, because when you read it, it just you know when you see it, it's just it's well, there's hard no not T to say in it. it. There's no T in the name. I understand that. But that's what I'm saying. It, that's why it's, it's weird. That's but it, it's pr- it looks like it should be pronounced Fieri, Correct. but it's Fieri. Right. And uh, even Stallone, who is the Italian stallion, managed to screw that up. Um, but you, so why is this why why is this posted? And then there's a picture that, that shows Arnold in the background. All this stuff actually happened about a month a month ago when uh, Sly invited a bunch of friends over to watch the fights. There was a heavyweight fight. I think it was uh, the. Um, He's calling him uh, the the Hispanic Rocky. Oh, uh, Ruiz. Yeah, Ruiz. Okay. And uh, so that was the fight, and they he had a bunch of people over. Where and Ruiz got his was, ass kicked. Was cooking. Yeah, sad. Oh, and so that's what it all. It was just like a get together, a party. <laughs> it was. A, he was what? having a fight party. Yeah. But I mean, look look at the all star you see in there. Uh, you've got uh, Sugar Ray Leonard is there as well. They did the contender together, so, so that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it looked like a party, man. Arnold in the background. Yeah, barely even mentioned Arnold's there. Yeah. Christella, the comedian, yeah. there. Uh, so there you go, and, and yeah, you know the Rambo movie does not make any of our top five lists. So that's no. F- so it wasn't a Super Bowl commercial. It wasn't anything. It was no, just no, a get together. He, he Sylvester Stallone is doing uh, a Super Bowl commercial uh, with. Uh, for Facebook, and a lot of that has to do with the city of Philadelphia. He'd posted a couple things uh, uh, about a month ago as well of him running up and down the steps again. So we're, we're going to relive that moment. So we're all getting excited over a Sylvester Stallone essentially cleaning out a video from his phone from a month yeah, ago. Yeah, I mean, what a, I mean, listen, he's a savvy guy, and he knows what you know. He needs to get some uh, impressions on his uh, social medias, I guess. <laughs> it worked. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. <laughs> Theory of a Dead Man, history of violence here on the morning after with Nick and Big J wrapping up this week here and the show on the 10th day of January 2020. Thank you very much for taking us with you on this Friday morning. We appreciate it. We encourage you to go out and check out the movie 1917 at a theater near you, which is opening up officially here on the uh, Friday day, although there were some screenings last night, which is where we saw. We encourage you to download and check out the morning after the movies podcast presented by uh, majestic cinemas you should check that out as well as we get into deep diving details of the movie 1917 once you've seen the movie for yourself you can listen to the podcast in its entirety big j told you to never give up try try again with his life lesson and we gave away some tickets to the exclusive showcase and told you to watch out for landmines on beaches so it was a pretty busy friday show all things considered uh, beginning next week, we'll have a chance for you to win some tickets to Reverend Horton Heat, who is coming to the Olympic venue uh, near the end of the month. That's going to be pretty awesome. Plus, we will have an opportunity for some man-up action coming up on Monday as well. Uh, that's going to leave you with the floor, Big J. Anything you want to chat about? Um, No, no, not really. No weekend plans? You're not doing anything this weekend? No, no, we'll see. Uh, well, uh, I swore I wouldn't talk about it, but we may have the smoker fixed, so we'll see if it works out. I don't know. You you you, are, you do have a pretty defeatist attitude when it comes to that particular. Well, speaker. it's just, uh, man. You talked about it earlier this week. There's about no way how- out. I mean, Kevin Costner style, dude. <laughs> well, hopefully it ends better for you than Kevin Costner. Then. But it's not looking like it. I, you might find me inside that smoker at the end of the weekend. <laughs> now, here's a real Dead. question. Would you try it? Would you think it would be delicious if you were smoked? Well smoked? 
Would you give it a shot? No. It would sure. be a lot of fat content. <laughs> making it sure. Over well, marbled. That's what the drip fans for. So we will see you come Monday. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the football. We'll talk all about it come Monday as well. Jason Drew's up next. It is the X Rock.